Hello, Internet, and welcome to the Friendship Snake Podcast. I'm your host, Wade Mariano, and I'm joined, as always, by... Trace Finicaro. And a one... Slightly moist snockison. Ooh, that's one Gunner Kennedy, folks. Let us, let us just dive in to that. Slightly moist? Well, I mean, like, I was, it's a water moccasin, but uh, it's really it's too cold to be wet. You'd be frozen at this point, yeah? I don't know. I mean, like, really, wa- uh, water moccasins are just, you know, like, they're all snakes. They really just do what they want. That's true. That's very true. Snake don't give a f- snake don't give a f- crap. All so right. we're, we're, we're watching our co-host uh, breaking the fourth wall here. We're watching oh, our did co-host you, so mess with his We monitors. have all these earbuds kind of let, met together, and we play this game. Because we played play this game uh, because Wade, Wade, Wade infected one with ear herpes, i.e. scented candle. It's earbud roulette. I, yeah, we play earbud roulette pretty much every <clears> week <throat> because I dropped one earbud, and I think it was the left-hand one, into uh, a an active or lit um, pumpkin spice-scented candle several months ago. Anything and, that lands in pumpkin spice deserves to die. <laughs> and not shockingly, it doesn't work anymore. But I think maybe he's got a new one. Gunner, how was your day? It was remarkably uneventful. Just went to work? Just went to work, reflected on the futility of human existence, watched one of my coworkers fight with old tech that was fried through general negligence. Not on his part, but we have a... We have we have a giant electromechanical sign on the top of our property, on the top of the uh, top of the place I work. And they had one light that went out, and they were trying to fix it. And in the process of trying to fix it, they they accidentally fried thirty of them. And there are all these individual pillars. So yeah, you know, and again, it's one of these. You know, it's it's it, you don't think about this stuff, but there's things that kind of like just go into places that. It doesn't break, so it never gets replaced. It's like the New York subway, you know. Like you, you know, I mean, like it's it's a dank, festering heck hole. But most of the equipment that actually makes it work was built before, you know, built before there were fifty states in the United States. Isn't that the problem with the Studebaker? The Studebaker. Yeah, it didn't break. Therefore, they couldn't sell more Studebakers. The quality was almost too good. Well, they, that. Pre-planned obsolescence. That was that was that's actually no no it's nothing like that. But okay, we'll go with that. The Studebaker, Baker, more like Studebreaker. I don't know anything about Studebaker. Come on, your dad owns like These your dad owns sixteen different cars that doesn't that, that, that don't exist anymore. Sixteen different cars and none of them. He drives almost none. If of they them. were all combined, they might. Function is one. Function is one. It's 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 like it's like a transform. It's like yeah. It's like Devastator. If Devastator had leprosy in every single one, yeah, of like he would like walk. He'd like hunched over him with a limp because yeah. like because <laughs> like the leg, the car leg was just yeah, not yeah, functioning. Devastator suffering from a terminal case of banana dick. <laughs> we were uh, oh these these headphones are working. That's great. We we were having a um, conversation. At my mother-in-law's birthday party last night. So between the last recorded episode, hopefully and this it was episode, not. Hopefully it was not about banana dick. Um, we did not talk. We didn't talk about banana dick at all. Uh, we were talking about garbage man. television, and uh, somebody mentioned hoarders, and I'm like, oh, yeah, I kind of like that show, and uh, 
then they're like, you know, they're, they're like, there's the, there's the, the gross houses that, you know, everything's everywhere and there's rotten food. They're like, that doesn't bother me. This is my, my, uh, my brother-in-law talking. He goes, that doesn't bother me. He says, what bothers me about hoarders are the ones that have the organized items from the, from the floor to the ceiling. Like they can barely walk through their home, but the entire thing is like a huge file cabinet. He's like, those are the people that terrify me. And I'm like, they have you, fossil cats. Like you haven't met my father. Yeah. That. So I start telling the story about my dad buying a box of parts and it coming with, I think, like ten starters and ten generators. Generators being the precursor to an alternator on a car. And when I, w- which is a technology that has been used for. How many decades now? <laughs> I don't know. Probably since the seventies. Yeah. Well, no. Probably. So you, you, the, okay, you have to understand two very important things, which is that um, other than the fact that um, an alternator is superior and over in, in, in every single meaningful way, if you have a total heap of shit that doesn't have a starter that works on a consistent basis, you want a car with a generator because the generator doesn't need a working battery to. Uh, to actually uh, generate current, so if you can bump start, if you can bump start the car, you can't. It, you know, it's it's trickier with a it's trickier with an alternator car versus a generator car because you actually need current to mm-hmm. initiate the co- initiate the the field in the. Mm-hmm. Spoken like a true crack Santa. Mm-hmm. Listen, <laughs> you're gonna be all bitching, and I can't. I, I'm I'm biologically incapable of growing the appropriate crack santa beard but when shit goes down <laughs> and it's a choice between the apocalyptic horde or dorito dorito breath and the gyrocopter you know it's like there's 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 four of you and there's three seats on that gyrocopter generic so generic dorito yeah i'm gonna say generic. you're not eating regular doritos i don't know what the, all these these are nacho called. tortilla chips yes <laughs> yeah corn tortilla chips yeah, nacho corn. Jalapeno cool ranch. Yeah, you wish. <laughs> you wish, Craig Santa. Like, like the generic, the, the the generic Doritos never say cheese explosion on the side of the box. It's like it's like well, a cheese sprinkle. Because even well, they because have they, limits to their depravity and their and their false advertising. It's, it's it's the British scheme of things. It's like you know, like they they're inherently comfortable with their lowered expectations. It's like you both knew what we were getting out of this relationship. <laughs> so this, so and, and I don't want to say bad things about my father, but he does have a lot of stuff. We can. Um, <laughs> he probably doesn't listen to this podcast. Um, he has a lot of stuff, but um, so I, I was moving these these starters and these generators, and there's like ten of each, and they're so heavy, and I'm weak that I had to bring them to their location. I was putting them in a milk crate. I could only carry three of them at a time. And it took me, you know, like three or four trips to make it all the way up. And then I had to do it again. I had to do it for the starters. I had to do it again for the generators. But what really struck me as crazy was I asked him where they go. And he's like, okay, well, it's at the other end. Now, when he says the other end of the barn, he's not talking about the other end of the barn that I'm at. 
He's talking about going down to the other end of the barn that I'm at, going up the stairs, and then going to the area that's directly above my head. Now, this is a full-size, like a red, typical, stereotypical barn. Like a dairy barn, guys. Like, this isn't like a small barn. Like This is like a barn where the, at one point there were like stalls for cows to line up and be milked. Like it's Now, now it, just has, it has cars in various storage positions, <laughs> which question the, the floor load of the... Yeah, the he building. actually like went out and bought those like... Those things you can um, you can put the wheels of the cars on so you can move them around like you can turn them in a like at the dealerships circle. and stuff like in the like the yeah. showrooms. He's got those like wheel harness things because these cars you you, you can't they're just it's like it's, it's a like, dolly. It's it's kind of like somebody tipped the barn like so that the, it was like long side it was sticking straight up into the air right like 40, 80 feet into the air however tall the day, however long the barn is but somebody just stood the thing up on its end. Right, and all of a sudden, the Tetris theme started playing, <laughs> and these and these rusty cars started falling out of the sky. <laughs> and it, because of the because he, these really nice um, wheel dolly things, he could turn them right into the correct position. Um, yeah, and then what happens is if if he's having a hard time getting them into place, he invites us over. And then it's like hitting the down button on Tetris when the block moves faster, right? <laughs> so he's got these cars kind of Tetris into his barn. Stop whistling. What the fuck are you doing? Doing the Tetris thing. <laughs> I'm talking and you were whistling. Oh, you're, I'm sorry. You were, you, were, you were doing musical accompaniment for Tetris. Yes. I'm sorry. Um, it's okay. You've just shat all over me. <laughs> Some people pay extra for that. So, so... I asked him, I said, so we have these we have these starters and we have these generators. And I go, he goes, they're other under the barn. And I'm like, okay, on the shelving? He's like, yeah, on the shelving. And I go, how will I know where to put them? And he goes, you'll know. <laughs> what does that fucking mean? No, it, it, means exactly, it, it means exactly what it sounds like. Were there like more there? I got up there. There's like 15 of these starters already there. Like he's, he had actually, acquired... he's actually building a sarcophagus out of them so that Jeez. like and, oh, when the lightning rises. And the shelving, it's like, um, you know how you can buy the metal shelving that like it, it's, it's pretty strong when it's all put together. But like, like the racks? Was it like yeah, racks? the racks? Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, 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 yeah. But like, if you just like like hit one of the shelves really hard, like they would all start crumbling under their own weight because yes. they're not that strong. He's got these things on there, and when I say I could only carry three of them, it's because these things are they're probably like like twenty pounds a piece, right? And it was a long hike from one end of the barn up the stairs into the other end of the barn. Maybe I'm exaggerating the weight on these things. I'm I'm a wuss, so for all, for all I know, they could be one pound a piece. But you have like 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 15 of these things on the shelf i'm adding like another 10 and then right next to them i look and he's got all these fucking generators on the shelf too so um he's got a lot of stuff and i'm sitting there telling the story now this is my cliche you know my dad's an organized hoarder story and my son chimes in my eight-year-old son chimes in and he goes he goes he was like supporting my my argument. He's like, "Yeah, guys, you know, you know my my grandpa has he has a lot of gas tanks." And they're like, "Um, yeah, like like the gas tanks in the car." And he's like, "No, like <laughs> the ones at the gas station." And they're like, "Oh, like the big propane tanks?" And he goes, "Um, I no, they're bigger. 
dad, what are they? And I go, oh, my father actually has five like underground gas storage tanks. He's cut the ends off of them and he plans on creating a culvert in his backyard so that the creek can flow through it. Which there's got to be some some DEC like yeah like rerouting water like yeah I mean, there's a reason those things have to be taken out of the ground right because well, they just you can't seep. you can't do a culvert like that unless if you cut the ends off of them you've effectively removed almost all of the structural rigidity of them it's why the culverts have to have the corrugations in them maybe that's true these things are fucking tough though and uh, my son goes. He goes, yeah, he's got so many of them. He has one and the inside of it is camouflage, which is just weird. Like, I don't know why, because there's like a plastic liner. Camo? There's a plastic liner on the inside. Oh, okay. I don't know if it's, I, I, I'm thinking that it's so old that it's cracked and it looks like camouflage from a distance, but he could be, I don't think my son would make that mistake, but this was the, the, the line that, that really resonated with me. He goes, he goes, and one of them. One of them had a dead deer in it, oh. and it smelled like dead deer. Was your dad keeping the dead deer? Please tell me he was. We don't know. Did he like put, deliberately put it in the culvert to scare off other deer? I don't. Was, I don't know if I, I don't know I mean, if something terrible happened and the deer crawled inside there for shelter and then just died. Maybe it's maybe he saw something at the farm and death was death was it well, maybe it was like that Radiohead album where it's death with its only release. Well, you know, Trace. I have all these things here. I'm building a giant machine that will run on souls. <laughs> <laughs> when I die, put me in the machine. No, I, I told you. I told you. you this, that's where. Okay, this is where I was going. It's like all those generators. He's gonna make a sarcophagus out of them, and after he dies, you're gonna have to. You're gonna have to go. You're gonna have to put him in there, and on the fourth. On the, on the fourth month, when the moon forms two hooks. You're gonna have to pedal like a mofo on that thing, have it arcing, and he will just arise anew, it's Mumra the, the unliving. And the first thing he'll do when he comes back is call me fat. Yes, we're <laughs> worried. You get tall. You, you lose weight. Oh, no, you gain weight. <laughs> I just got taller. It's the ancient. It's the ancient Aztec Iroquois <laughs> dehydrated venison jerky. <clears throat> Trick. <laughs> it's like, oh yeah, I remember, Dad. The ancient Aztec Iroquois used to have gas. Tanks. And you'd be like, actually, Albert, um, the Aztec and the Iroquois are like two different continents. They're not, con- yeah, yeah, they're con- they're two different, yeah, continents. two different continents. Well, well, what you don't know? <laughs> tell me, like, tell me how he would explain his way out of that. Well, actually, technically, technically, technically the Gunner, Gunner will do it. Technically, do it in my dad's voice. Oh, I can't do Albert. I haven't, I haven't hung around with the devil long enough to really pick that up. But, um, no, because I, actually, I take that back, because Aztecs were Mexico, so. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, so it's the same continent. It's not Central America. Central America, different, you can make a, you make a completely different country, America. though, and, like, culture and, like, well, I mean, non, you know. there's no, in, there's no, as far as scientists have proven, there weren't any, inter, there was no intersection or interaction between the two. <clears throat> actually, they're wrong. They're wrong. <laughs> Scientists are wrong. There was a there was an ancient submarine. There, <laughs> it wasn't nuclear powered. This was before nuclear power. That's actually what the gas. He, he's telling you those are gas tanks. So that's, that's actually pieces. It was of the, the sub. first. It was the first documented submarine 
It was a log. And what they did was they had straws and they sucked all of the air out of the log. And the negative pressure allowed them to go under the surface of the water and go undetected by all of the dinosaurs. <laughs> the dinosaurs. Under the sea. I love when the first Take it from me. 15 minutes of the podcast were just banging on your dad. <laughs> no, it's, it, again, you know. It's, it's all, it's, it's deserved, folks. Well, no, because. <laughs> not like you know, terribly deserved. Not again, like, oh, I, made, terrible, I made the but. joke, and it, was, it, was, it, wasn't, it wasn't to slight your father or whatever, but every time that I went over there, he'd be like trying to give me something, and it's like, it's like the. Whoa, 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 whoa. Tried to give you stuff. No, no, no. You so, to get work out of you? No, 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 no. See, so this is this is this is it. This is this was a follow up. It's 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 the same rule. What you have to remember is that anytime you go over to Trace's house, because Trace's, you know, Albert's very much a character. But it's the same rules as dealing there for twenty years. What? I haven't lived there for twenty years. You just right. called it Trace's house. Uh, I said Albert's house. No, you said Trace's house. <laughs> same difference. Um, <laughs> Well, because eventually, eventually he will. Eventually, when the time will come, when he will have to steal your body to re- re- renew his, renew his undying power. No, but it's it's the same rules as dealing with the unseelie court. You know, you never, you know, you never, you never, you never eat in the land of the fae. You never take, you never accept a gift, and you never give your true name. Oh, so you're saying there was there was an alternative motive in giving you that gift? No, essentially indebting you. To go to work? Or no, he was just like openly giving you a gift. Wade, Wade Marino, are you related to the football player? <laughs> no, no, Albert, absolutely not. No. The, the interesting thing about him, and this is a problem that Gunner has, is Gunner has a last name that my father has heard of. <laughs> <clears throat> so it, the conversations always start off with my dad breaking down a family tree. <laughs> A family tree, and even if you tell him that that it's not correct, you are actually, in fact, wrong. Yeah, and he does it over and over. He's like, oh, I know him. I know Klein. I was good friends with his father. I'm like, well, he says it was his uncle. Johnny Bravo, I know you. No, it was. I know you. It was his father. <laughs> like, okay, it was his father. His father and his uncle are the same person. Father, uncle. That's weird. But well, I guess no, if, but but you have to understand in the in in the, in the way that time flows, in the in the summer court, that that statement makes perfect sense. So you just you just have to think like the Fae do, and then everything makes and then everything the about it makes sense. The what? Fae are like fairies, like in like the forest, like Oberon. Of. Yeah, Oberon. Oh, actually, technically, I think yeah. Uh, oh, actually, Oberon's the winter court. Titania's the summer court. But this is high fantasy. No, it's. Celt mythology, but that's neither here nor there. What? Celt mythology. Celt mythology. Celt, Celtic. 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 Oh, okay. I thought that was you know, one like word. You, 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 you ever? Yeah, we're getting all too cold. You ever read the Midsum- uh, Midsummer's Night's uh, Midsummer Night's Dream? My answer, whenever you ask me if I read something, is no. No. That's no right. offense to you, but I will always say no. I have not <laughs> read that one though. Okay. But yes, so and I, I guess you know Dresden Files comes in the kind of a little bit too, although it's there's it, some. But yes, you have. It's one of Shakespeare's famous uh, works. That's less famous. I say this, but it's less famous than like Romeo and Juliet, Hamlet, Macbeth, mm-hmm. um, Othello. It's pretty much. I, it, would you even say it's less popular than the Tempest? 
Yeah, I mean, like, <laughs> well, the, the Tempest has gotten remade a whole bunch of like the Tempest is one of those things where like even it, it it's not necessarily performed by itself, but there are a whole shit ton of remakes. Kind of like how Brother Where Out Thou Where Out Thou is, uh, is a remake Odyssey? of the Odyssey. Yeah, <clears throat> that's a. The, the, what was that thing with it? There was George Clooney was like the lead in that. Yeah. Then everyone thought like he had to have sung the part, and yeah. he even told people like I did not sing mm-hmm. this; I just lip sync it mm-hmm. perfectly. It was even weirder though because <clears throat> with that movie, uh, Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? The main song they actually couldn't accredit the original author. Really? And then they finally found out who it was after the movie hit, hit its popularity because enough people knew enough people to trace it back to its origin. And um, <clears throat> this should be fact-checked, but from what I remember when that movie was released, they when they found the man, he was he was old and he didn't even remember making the song. So really? he ended up getting royalties on a song that he didn't even remember writing. Maybe that'll happen to us one day. Yeah, but isn't that sad? It is pretty sad. <clears throat> we could we could buy a lot of cars with that money and How stuff inside of our. You could buy you could buy you could buy a lot of uh, used up underground uh, <laughs> fuel storage tanks and and build a giant house to park I only all your buy, cars in. I only buy ones that are decorated with camo. <laughs> yeah, I I'm going personally to invest all of the royalties that we make. Baked beans and shotguns. No generators, like for cars. Car generators. <laughs> <laughs> I'm following in Al's footsteps. I just, I, I, you know, again, um, is is a person with unhealthy with unhealthy tendencies. Is 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 the Chrysler takes shape? I will I will say that it does have a generator and an alternator on it in case I have to bootstrap it after after an EMP event. So you know, that's cool. You know, again, it's got magnet magneto ignition, so that the when the when the when the when, when the big one goes down, or you have to throw it down with some people from. Do you have yeah, like a gyrocopter like in the chassis that if you press a button it like like in Batman like with like the tumbler like it just pops off well, and then the no, gyrocopter no. So, pops so up? so it really yeah really really it's it's more like the tumbler but um <laughs> I just picture it, it <laughs> lifting it, it does it, it, it just sitting in it and I, then it breaking down. I picture, the, I picture the propeller accidentally pulling it to the side and the two tires that are still on the ground just <laughs> screeching. Yeah. Like it's moving like like very slow, like like a foot per second. But you just hear the <laughs> And he's fighting with it like like a fucking giant fish, and, and the motor sounds over. like the motor sounds like one of those lawnmowers that can't tell whether it wants to turn off or be at full throttle. But if I, so, but the, I, the I, actual I, lift I, on the car does you know, not change at all. is just looking around like like someone farted. So I don't, I, I don't actually. I know this is. I know this is not going to make this any better. I know this is not going to make this any better. Yeah. <laughs> So if I told you how this was how this is actually being this, how, how this is actually engineered at Wade's the moment, face is beat red right now. <laughs> the best though, gunner, before you start. So <laughs> you're gonna take it for it. Your cop comes by and tickets you. <laughs> oh shit! 
he w- did, were you saying that a cop would see him and ticket him? Is that he what just said? like he's trying to get away from the cops, and they're just like, "Dude, we see you. You're not leaving. Here's a ticket. Best of luck to you." <laughs> Gunner Gunner moves like six levers, and nothing changes with the vehicle. <laughs> it just starts groaning. <laughs> Like it's done. It's like puts all his weight into pulling down this and huge lever, like and it's like, <laughs> and after that happens, it's still just screeching away at one foot per second <laughs> to the left with the tires dragging. I you just see it going. I hate you because this is fucking reality right now, you assholes. <laughs> this is this 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 is this is exactly the scenario that I'm trapped in with this fucking pile. Oh man. Well, yeah. To, to 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 I guess yeah. To 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 answer your answer your dumb question with a dumber answer. Uh, the the current mechanism involves uh four smaller, crack Santa-less gyrocopters coming down from the sky and picking it up, like uh like <laughs> what, like 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 birds like birds yes like just, they're like they're autonomous yes. You're gonna have four simultaneous autonomous. I can't even. Oh, that won't. That nothing. I haven't even. I've never there. even that seen a. Go away very well. I've watched some gyrocopter videos. I shared some on our, on our, on our list there. And uh, I don't. The guys can't even drive. The people. The people that pilot these things like all the time can't drive them in a straight line. How are you going to do it What's with, with four? quadcopter? You, you, you fly like a quadcopter. Oh, so they're all going to be attached. Well, no. Basically, they're they're. Isn't they're that just a really large? Drone. No, no. It's there are four independent platforms, or, or there are a number of independent platforms. But officially, you have anchor points on the exoframe on the car, and if you have to like but you, shift it, but you have to land all all four of them on the car to pick it up, right? Or are they permanently attached? No, they're, they're they 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 can they can catch and release as as were. Yeah, so you got to operate four of them at once. No, you you basically this you have the swarm. You basically have the swarm. That comes and say, "I need you to yeah, pick up. Sw- I need you to pick but up." But those swarms are usually like, fl- those are like the the, the quadcopters, right? Mm-hmm. But you have gyrocopters. No, I mean they're quadcopters, roughly the size in the performance envelope of a gyrocopter. Oh, they are quadcopters. Okay, you said crack less gyrocopters. Well, they no, yes, you said four well, of them. Well, because so in my head there was all these wobbly, just barely it's welded not, it's together not, cages. Well, no, no, it's no. I mean, your 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 image, your mental image is not wrong. But we fix it. We fix it. We fix it in like the seventh version of the software after the car is dropped out of the sky. How about the blade sizes on those gyrocopters? Well, it depends on the gyrocopter that you're working with. Because I mean, like, actually, there's a. As I do the NPR voice, um, there was a very funny company, and by funny, I mean like only to me. Uh, but uh, they, they call it uh, Carter Aircraft, and their big thing, and actually, like, they've done, they did a bunch, you know, because. Basically, aerospace is, yeah, not not that this is like a fun activity for general people, but if you ever go look up, video games and aerospace are the two single most fucking corrupt industries that America has ever spawned. Because since the, since the Wright brothers took off, it has literally been just like fuck, rat fucking all the way down. And I like it because effectively the Smithsonian Institute made it their life's mission to take the Wright brothers out because they were just horrendous pricks. Mm-hmm. And the the guy who was the president of the the Smithsonian at the time before the Wright brothers took off, supposedly put the claim in first that he had the first heavier than air aircraft, and even a guy from uh, oh I think it's I mean it's it's down Ithaca way, but uh, Glenn Curtis, who was a famous motorcycle racer, was also the guy that basically 
designed what how the modern airplane works because like we, you know like you say Wright brothers had the first heavier than air aircraft but like nobody I uses didn't say it. that you did okay well you know no but the whole the whole, the whole you know it's one of these things it's like it's it's the same thing as like uh thomas edison saying that he was the first person to have a move a moving picture or a record player and meanwhile nobody ever used his camera you know like none nothing that we consider a modern movie or a record player has anything to do with any of his technology because it was like, yeah, it's great to say that. And it's the concept, it's like the concept of I invented a pencil and all of the lead was on the outside of the pencil and the wood was in the center. And this was the best idea that I had at the time. And it's like, oh, sorry, kid, you gotta go back. You gotta go back. But, um, Glenn Curtis, uh, was getting sued by the Wright brothers at that time or at the time. Cause the Wright brothers basically said that they were, they, they were, they were the first patent trolls. Because they basically attempted to bury everyone in the United States and outside the world. And Glenn Curtis made it a point that he got a shit ton of money slid to him under the table by the Smithsonian Institution to go and build this plane and prove that it could have flown. Because if it could fly, then all the Wright Brothers' patents were invalid because they weren't the first person to fly workable, heavier-than-air aircraft. So so what about the blade? Oh, so... So... um, So... So, you know, and again, like, there's, there's all sorts of weird things that, like, how helicopters work and how an autogyro works and this idea that effectively the wing... An, an, an autogyro an is a stupid thing because effectively half of it's falling out of the sky at all times because the wing's installed, like, one of the rotor blades is installed. And you have to have all these hinges <laughs> and everything. Yes. It's just, you know, it's, it's, it is, it is a full on Mr. Burns, chitty, chitty, bang, bang. Like, how the fuck does this even, I mean, like, I see it's working. I'm not entirely sure how the fuck it does. And it's just like, you know, it's like those people used to claim like bees couldn't fly and even bees are like, what the, what the fuck am I supposed to do with this? Um, so, um. But like an autogyro and everything else, like you, you really want, you know, you have different shapes of blades, stuff like that. But it's also like because they have to, it's um, because it's always stalling. They actually have to have them hinge so they can like flop as they're going through. Because if they don't, they'll like destabilize the vehicle. And Carter, um, because you know no one's done anything really fun or new with autogyros in a long, long ass time. But, uh, is there a big market for that? Tens of crack Santas would disagree. <laughs> tens of crack Santas. Well, no, no. So, it, it, so, so the, pro- the, pro- the problem is it's a matter. It's a matter of scale. So, autogyro technology has been firmly entrenched in the crack Santa community for the last thirty years. There's, there's seven people picketing because the other three couldn't afford to make it there. Yes. <laughs> Well, it's like a Model T drive. It's like, you know, 70% of the crowd is sitting alongside the road on the way to actually where they were going anyways. Um, and actually, yeah, that's the same thing. It's like, you know, like Henry Ford gets tagged as like the progenitor, you know, like the guy who first made the first modern automobile, made the automobile affordable to everyone. But nobody drives a car that's laid out like a Model T because the Model T was a fucking hot mess. Um, but um, Carter's big thing is that they made an... A, the, so... You have a, you have the crack Santa gyrocopter concept, but with all space age technology. So like stuff that would be hinged or everything like that, it's all composites. So it's like a single piece. So there's no actual moving parts. You actually like distort the thing 
as it's moving and the but yes and the thing is a carter copter can fly as fast as an airplane or whatever but it can like pick stuff up like a helicopter so actually they were looking at doing like a big so, transport with it and th- th- that setup so you know, like you, so you have I an airliner the side you have an still, air, you have a crack santa airliner we're still building up to the blade but <laughs> what you're saying is that the 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 top blade propeller whatever it is well, yes um, on the helicopter, or in this case, an auto gyro, which yeah. I really like to call a gyrocopter because it's fun. That actually, you're saying that actually has to be a hinged, almost like a like a universal joint type thing. Yes, and it's 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 absolutely necessary for the steering of the vehicle, is what you're well, saying. Yeah. So you basically you, you 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 it's it's like on a it's on a four-way gim- yeah so it's on a universal joint it's on a four-way gimbal so mm-hmm. like you can tilt it forward and back and left and right or like but tilt that's it left important, and that's that's how you, important that's how for actually changing its direction or correcting yes. for for tilt and stuff right now you're saying that somebody else found a way to instead of using like a like a universal joint they they created some type of bendable shaft yeah, well, the whole thing, the whole, the whole, yes. It, so they're able to move it without the U-joint in the middle, right? Yep. Because the U-joint adds friction, right? And well, it changes, it, 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 has velocity problems, <clears throat> right? Well, yeah, and the, well, because the other thing is, is that, um, what, it, the, so, um, the other, the, the other, the quintessential, the quintessential item that changes this from playtime to full-on Crack Santa, to Crack Santa scale is that auto gyros can do this thing called a jump or basically a jump start and it's where you spin this giant rotor up really really fast when it's flat so there's no air resistance so it's like you know every, everything in your backyard is totally fucked as this thing's going around and then you just all it, it, you're you know you get it up to rpm and then you all of a sudden you dump the blades so they have a pitch so they bite and the whole thing will just jump straight up until the rotor slows down and then you have you you know you just you, you gun it so you have again and only only an auto gyro and really this this again i don't think you i don't know if this is what contributes to your image of of somebody of crack santa but yes this crazy guy in his backyard and you just hear him cackling maniacally as he dis- when I, ascends into the sky when i researched these auto gyros um <coughs> i did it the lazy way and i just typed auto gyro into youtube well, that's the and that's the only way. What, what happens is the results are like the first the first suggested result is crashes compilation. Yep. Yeah, shocker. And um, it's crazy because you can tell that these people like just welded these frames, and some of them look just like helicopters, and almost none of them fly. Um, most of the crashes that I found, they didn't look like they got hurt that bad because they didn't get that far up off the ground. But some of them, they like, I don't know if they don't know how to fly them or if there was if there was some type of mechanical problem. But they'll just start going like a sideways. Little column and they can't a stop. lot of column B. But none of them exploded when they hit the ground. Well, yeah. But crack Santa. But yeah. So the the the. The propeller blade. The propeller blade. How big is the propeller blade? We're gonna get there. Well, no, I mean, like, what? It, it, it's it's fucking huge. They're huge. Well, yeah, because they're they're effect. It's, what are they like? Sixteen feet or something? Yeah, give or take. 
fucking I mean, gigantic. Like, it's it's not it's not a fixed thing because it's it's relative to like how how because it's it's um it's like how like gliders have longer wings than like a normal propeller aircraft. You know, it's a function of like how fast they have to be moving relative to airspeed and stuff like that. So, what was the thing you were building up to about these propeller blades? Oh, oh, so the the Carter copter thing because that's that's where it goes. So yes, yeah, so you still have four, you still have four or six of these, you know, cracked cracked out, bad welded, you know, lawn chair looking thingies coming down from the sky. But they're 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 controlled by Arduinos and cameras, and they kind of just fly in a cluster, and they just like pick they pick you up like birds birds of cracked out prey. And, and and haul you haul you off to to, 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 to to battle another day. This is fun. <laughs> <clears throat> so I uh was talking to Shauna earlier today when I first got to work and there was a uh they had this th- she listens to the dinosaur, it's like a local station that plays like pretty much all the hits from like like <clears throat> mostly rock, but like the hits from like the seventies, sixties, seventies. I want you to <clears> appreciate the, the fact that the dinosaur is playing music that came out. There, there are pieces of music playing on the dinosaur that came out when we were larvae. So effectively, we are fucking old. Yeah. So they had, um, they had like their listeners call in mm-hmm. with like their least favorite Christmas songs or whatever because it's that time of year. Not to date the podcast, whatever. But if you're listening to this in June and July, thanks for listening anyway. But we're going to mention Christmas a little bit here. And the song that kept coming up, and it's maddening because it's one of my favorite ones, was like Last Christmas by George Michaels. Mm -hmm. Like people hated it. And I guess like the reason, I didn't hear this, Sean was listening, but I guess like the reason was... That, like it wasn't like Chris, like it was, it was, it was maybe like it wasn't pure or whatever. Like it was about essentially like a salty person, like that got kind of as opposed to what baby it's cold outside. Well, or that's like an interesting thing. Like, and actually, I wouldn't mind talking about that because that is kind of a hot topic right now and pretty a, a pretty relevant topic. It's the thing everybody talks about, but nobody gives a shit about, yeah, right? Because th- for some reason, right now, we're filled with this crap in our lives. Well, where everybody feels like they need to chime their opinion in on something, but nobody actually really cares if that song is banned or played. Like nobody's going to be like totally upset. They can go fucking play it on well, YouTube. It's I, I, the I, fact that a radio station's I, not playing it. Who gives a shit? The radio stations didn't play Lords of Acid in the fucking nineties, right? Because they talked about some raunchy stuff and it wasn't safe, and the FCC would have fucking would have shut them down. Well, you know why people are getting all like wigged out over stuff like this. Anyways, well, I do right? have to like because well, Gunner, do you feel a different type of way about "Baby It's Cold Outside"? Maybe not. Yeah, that song specifically. How do you feel about that song? Are are you indifferent to it? I'm indifferent to it. I'm indifferent to it because I worked at a gas station, <clears throat> and I, 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 you know, it's kind of the same problem with the Rose in Spanish Harlem. It's just I, 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 I treat it more as a Pavlovian torture response now than than. Seasonal greeting music or of any for- form. Sorry, I was playing footsie. What what was the ro- the Harlem? The, uh, a, a rose in Spanish Harlem. Is that a song? Yes. What song is that? That's a rose. That they actually do you know the song. Rose in, there's a rose in Spanish Harlem. Oh. 
Now I don't I think I just never knew the name of it. It sounds very familiar. Yeah, it does sound familiar. But um, no, it's um, music torture is what you're talking about, right? Yeah, but I people, I mean, like for 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 you know to a certain extent, I mean, like they're. I, I, I get why you can interpret it, you can, or why you would take it a certain way, but also I think that fundamentally people are getting bent out of shape and riding above this because this is something that at least they can see some action. You know, it, it's basically, it's, 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 it's the, it's the, I'm trying to think what the heck, because they, they, it's a compensating behavior. It's like if you stub your toe, and you, you you blow on it or something you know it's like basically it's 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 a totally it's an it's a action that's taken for the sake of taking an action because you can't directly you can't directly Google has a nice term for it they call it bike shedding bike shedding bike shedding, bike shedding yeah and it's the idea that if you're going to build a nuclear power plant and you hold a meeting and you ask for people's opinions none of them can speak up because they can't really impact the important decisions of the nuclear power plant because yeah, okay. they're not engineers. Yep. However, the moment that the bike shed gets built, everybody wants to vote on the color. And they get heated and they get upset about it because it's the only thing that they can really change. It's the only action that they can really be part of. It's but a compensatory it, It's a compensatory re- reaction. Yeah, and they call it bike shedding. And this happens all the time. It, it happened... Um, with the uh, with the Linux kernel, um, Linux being the operating system, uh, and it started because a and I'm gonna fuck this up, but there was a kernel contributor, and she oh, there's a phrase that she used. Uh, uh, the phrase is when you when you contribute to something for the uh, kind of the notoriety and acceptance of it, uh, there's a term that she used. Um, I, I, I want I want the term. Gunner could probably f- could probably figure it Star out. Star fucking no. Um, <clears throat> um, yes, but 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 no. Not like not that. Not the reckoning, not like the the notoriety. Well, no, it's there's a there's a term that she uses, and she says that most. Um, most volunteer projects uh, operate on this principle, uh, merit, uh, meritocracy, right? Okay. Where, where, where merit ends up ruling. And she said that in a meritocracy, and I, again, I'm going to screw this up. Um, there's going to be listeners that are going to hear this and they're going to want to correct me. But they she said um, she, had some, she had some fundamental flaws with the meritocracy. And her problem with the Linux kernel was that it was okay to um, to treat people poorly um, as long as the end product was good, right? It reminds me of like, and I've used the analogy before, but Gregory House in, uh, or not Gregory House, what's his name? House, the guy from the um, TV show. Yeah, what is, I don't know what his first name is. Uh, Hugh Laurie is the actor's right. name. But yeah, whatever his name was... Um, in, in the show, he's just a piece of shit to everybody, but the hospital allows it because he is he excels so well at his job. And she really decided to take a stance against the, uh, the Linux uh, maintainers 
And I can't remember exactly why, but what she wanted is she wanted the Linux maintainers to adopt a new code of conduct that specifically mentioned um, the equal treatment of women, um, minorities. Was this the one that we were talking? Was this the individual we were talking about before from the Intel Kernel Contribution Group? I believe that's her. Because yeah, well, <clears throat> again, because they're, they're and actually one of the because I in as I jump in because no, no, please do because I'm okay. not well informed well, on no, this. And, and part, part of part of it's part a good of example her, of bike shedding. I feel although some people are well, going to say it's actually well a just cause and all this. And well, that. and and part part of where she uh, it's she because actually the, the, again there was. Non non-binary identifying individual at this point, but part of the point that they kept bringing up was that fundamentally, um, the meritocracy, the merit, you know, your argument for meritocracy was also like the way that the communications were done was the the Linus Torvald, you know, they, they mm-hmm. followed the Linus Torvald model, and the thing that they brought up was that they could not. They could not communicate in that same style because it wasn't taken that it wasn't taken as a it, it wasn't taken in that way mm-hmm. because the, where they coming from that perspective of like the, the the code of conduct by women and stuff like that was that if she at the time was trying to communicate like Linus did it was just like why the fuck is this what the fuck does this stop bitch being a think bitch. that stop you, being a bitch right instead yeah. of instead of um you know he's an asshole but I respect him right yeah. it's perceived differently yeah. And, and that's that's a that's a, a small amount of of our our gender bias, right? Yeah. Um, as as a as a um, culture, it, well, so she was fu- she was doing this. Now, <laughs> I have my own opinions on it, but uh, what ended up happening was the Linux uh, kernel team decided to adopt this this. Kind of variation. Wasn't of what the code she was of misconduct? Um, I don't think it was the code of misconduct, but it was a variation of what she was proposing. But what she was proposing was very, very um, strongly rooted in political activism. And somebody asked her. They said, "This isn't about being treated fair. You're. This is a. This is political. This is what you're doing is political." And she came back and she says, "Yes." She says, "Yes, it's political." Which makes it interesting because now you're <clears throat> using, you're leveraging something with high visibility, at least in this case in, in the tech community, um, not in the regular world. People don't even know these people or care, but uh, they were using the visibility of it f- to push a political agenda. And that's what became interesting. And it reminds me, we've had, I think we've, we've talked a little bit on like, like the Kaepernick stuff and uh whether you're for or against him, uh, people do feel like they need to express their opinion on that when it comes <clears throat> up. It's like they just have to tell you whether they're for him or against him. They're compelled to pick a side. They're compelled to pick, and I hate to bring it back to the bike shed, but they're compelled to pick a color for that bike shed and argue so much cornflower like blue. it's part of their being can, can i can, can i get that in cornflower blue it's just uh it's <clears throat> there's a couple of things that when i think about this that i wonder so on as far as <clears throat> it's understandable why everyone ha- has an opinion but lately specifically with a lot of this like sjw 
um, if you will, uh, agendas, behavior. Like, because Baby, It's Cold Outside, I'm sorry. It's a fucking Christmas song that was written, I don't know, in the 30s or oh, 40s. So, and I again, I go back to this because, and I... This is kind of the flip side of the topic with the kind of the conversation we've had a bunch of times about like Jesse Jackson talking about the ri- the rise of mm-hmm. right wing sentiment. Yeah. And it's that you know there, there it, it's it's two things which is that you I mean like there is there is a certain vein of general shitheadedness, human fickle cult 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 assembly. But it's also effectively people just trying to fuck people trying to fucking get a grip on 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 a, on a, on, a, on a, a civilization that has effectively moved past them. You know, it's like we we talk on platforms that curate our communications for us. I mean, like you know, like I don't know. Again, you're not Twitter. Like I know people who are effectively shadow banned, and they don't know they don't mm-hmm. know that they're not talking to people. Right. They don't know that stuff's getting cut off. You have Facebook. You have Facebook. But, like, but, but what's this? I mean, this is a. This is. This, how does that relate to a shadow ban? Well, no. So, what, what, what I guess we're saying, where people are getting worked up, is that they attempt to, you know, like there is there is a certain level of dissatisfaction, and you either. It's kind of like, because again, this you know, like even this goes back to your Linux, the the, the, the your Linux contributor. It's like this is is this a political statement? Yes, because like basically everything comes down to politics. Because if you can't exer- if you can't exercise politics, if you can't participate in politics in a meaningful manner, you'll find a new place to do it. And it's because it's unfortunately kind of intrinsic to human social situations. And this is shit that, like, if we had any, like, real meaningful, you know, input into the stuff that actually, like, affects our daily lives other than, like, direct, I choose not to go to work or I choose to go to work or that kind of shit. And, you know, this goes back to that whole... um, The village that it was banned in, or the radio station, they they did a poll in the city, and it was 90% in favor of keeping it on the air. And they still, but they took it off. Well, th- this was after they had taken it off. They well, put the poll up, but so it's not like they canvassed <clears throat> the audience before they made the decision. Yeah. They just made the decision. But I, I don't understand why every every decision like this needs to make news. Well, my pro- like my problem with it is <clears throat> when something because it gets so people, it gets people pissed off, right? But the thing is, is like, but, but are they they they're just but it's something so trivial. Up. That this is what you're making a case for, right? Your case is actually weakened. Like you, you're the more that you include into your case, that's so trivial. Like let's focus more on the fact that like there's there's almost shit there's almost shit for actually modern Christmas music. Like everything is like old fucking. Have you heard the arguments that pretty much say that the song is about? And, and if you listen to it, it really is. It's about the social stigma that the woman's concerned about if she stays overnight at a man's house. That's really what it is. She's concerned about what people will think. That That's really what the song's about. And <clears throat> that stigma's gone. Yeah, I think that stigma for sure is gone. Don't get me wrong. We still have a lot of, uh, a lot of work left ahead of us as far as... Um, 
not being incredible shitbags. Yeah, and being hypocritical douchebags. I think specifically in the workforce, women in the workforce, because this is, for you and I, this is all we know, but there are still some old-timers out there where, you know, it was the woman stayed home and took care of the kids, right? Like, that's this is a relatively new kind of well, it's, thing for the it, country, it's, I guess. It's at still, least, at it, least being accepted. Right, and, and, and becoming normal. Becoming normal, And, and whenever right. something is, is becoming normal, there, it's, there are, are hiccups in the road for sure. But that being said, um, in this kind of time and day and age, is there still slut-shaming? Absolutely. Um, does it exist? Sure. But... As far as I guess, I have just a tough time. I guess I don't. I don't really see it. Like it's the guy, and I, I would view it any the same way. Whether it was so that the the gender and all that shit it means nothing to me. It's an individual that is clearly interested in more than just a friendship with another individual trying to coerce them to stay so that they can have relations. Probably right. That's what we assume under the guise of. I'm concerned for your well-being, right? Mm-hmm. It's somebody trying to get in somebody else's pants or skirt or shirt or whatever. I'm having a difficult time processing why this is such a bad thing. Like, I'm having... It's... Like, what is... I don't get it. I don't know. I mean, like... Again... It's, I and, think it's well, the... It's you, the problem with no, right? Well, so it's the problem with no, but here, here's the thing is that this... This effectively is like you're having a whole bunch of people do the turkey gobble over it and meanwhile not talking about like iHeartRadio and Sinclair Broadcasting effectively like two companies effectively own all of local radio so there's no point like again it's like why are this isn't even a fucking argument they don't make these people don't make local programming decisions it's all done by fucking robots anyways yeah it really should be celebrated that somebody at a radio station works for himself and can make decisions on what he plans you're not owned by clear channel yeah it's the last you know it's the what is it tom petty the last dj you know it's it, it, he plays what he wants he plays what he wants to play and it's it's the topic bores me because it doesn't impact anyone it doesn't directly impact anyone i i understand that it is political i understand that that there's certain types of messaging that we want to stop portraying we say that, but dude, I literally saw a commercial on on YouTube. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> it's called Temptation Island, and apparently it's on the USA Network, which I don't even know. I didn't even know that was still around. It's literally like six six young couples. You know, they're like newlyweds or, or are going to get married. Like they're they're all engaged, and they're on this island with like twenty four super super attractive people and the six young couples are all attractive in, as well and the it's literally about like can will their will their will their relationship survive like it's fucking fucked man it's why is this even a thing you know i wonder if if the i saw mommy kissing santa claus was i saw santa claus grabbing mom's ass i wonder if that would be banned too <laughs> I don't know. I mean, that's I mean, that's I think, about I think, cheating, right? I think I heard a two live crew version of that song that 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 that, that follows along that line. Like um, like mom, mommy might not be cheating. She might she might there might not be another person in her in her life. However, Santa Claus has got a wife. Well, that song is fucked because if you think about that, like if you kind of like break that shit down, it's like 
man, dad's going to be pissed. I saw mom like kissing Santa Claus and doing I mean, whatever well, else with Santa yeah, Claus. I mean, like, again, we're this, okay with that. This though, also, mom like, made the move. Well, <laughs> you, you, you know, like, and I kind of, I, I kind of talk about this in my chaos, my non-practicing chaos mag- magician perspective anyways. Christmas is a fucked up holiday because, you know, despite the whole birth of Jesus and everything that's attached to it, and we won't get into that whole, but the, 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 the holidays that kind of have been consolidated into it were literally, yeah, hey kids, be glad you didn't die, be glad, be glad we didn't have to fucking sacrifice you to the, to the, to the forest gods this year. I mean, like, you know, it, it's, it's. It's the brother. You're saying the history of it, right? Well, I'm, I'm we saying intrinsic. Well, because we have that in some of our rituals. I'm saying that intrinsically, it's kind like, of like we, one of these things. You, um, I mean, like, you ever catch yourself doing something that you forget the context of why you do it? I want to turn that into a masturbation. That's joke, what I, I want don't to know do how too, to, but I can't. Yeah. Oh, I mean, it's just, <laughs> God, I, can, I guess I get a jerk. I guess I can jerk off to this, but. <laughs> Um, no, it, well, it, it's I'm just that. Sure. <laughs> well, it's because we're talking about Santa Claus getting his groove on. Getting his groove on. Well, but, but, you know, but even that, like Santa Claus, like, you know, Santa Claus was not, Santa Claus is not supposed to be a friendly figure. And like, we do this Disney thing to him. But you know, like he he he, you know he he's like from an archetype standpoint, from like a Jungian psychology thing, he's not a good guy, and he's like you're basically bring you know it's just again there's kind of like all this like there's this darker basic human you know and again like you, bad internet fan fiction aside, there's really like this dark undertone to this whole holiday. That kind of like we just don't talk about. It's like the same reason you know we don't tell kids that pre- you know like Santa Claus isn't real. We, we try and get them this thing, but it, we try, you know, like we, the presents, actually, I take that back. Santa Claus is very real, but, you know, it, because again, it's like that cramp, it's the Krampus thing. It's, it's the, it's the, that he's, he, he is a, he is a archetype of a, like a dark force that kind of has spared you this year for the next one. You, you, you made the cut this year. Don't yeah, fuck but up that's not, but that's not how we portray him now. Well, that's not how we portray him now, but that's still his, you know, it's, it's. Now he's just an ass grabbing, gift giving fool. Well, but, but and I guess the thing is, is that there's there, it's it's like it's like the brother, you know, it's like all the Disney movies that get made, you know, the brother Grimm's fairy tales that get made into Disney movies, where you like sanitize all that shit, but really like, you know, like Red Riding Hood or something like that. Snow White, Snow White's a fucking corpse, you know, like it, it, it's 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 not, you know, she she's not asleep. She's sleeping. She's actually dead, and he like like had his way with a. But she came back to life, so he. The she, ends justified she, the means. She, she, she. she <laughs> no was, means go, and go yeah, means. No, no mean, but, but you know, and I, I guess, like, I guess where where I'm going is that like, it's, like, you, you we use words that sometimes we forget where they come from, you know, and it, it's just it's it, but it's it's a symbolic, you know, like again, it's this, it's kind of this it's the symbolic communication, I, and I I guess where where I'm going is that like, part part of like. Any Christmas music that's actually like legitimately about Christmas is gonna have something weird fucking crop up in it. Okay, fair enough to that. You know, like <clears throat> it, it's because it's just intrinsic. It's intrinsic to what it's actually. Yeah, celebrating. I don't know what the fuck the Yuletide means. I have no idea what that fucking means. It's probably some weird shit. 
Maybe it's probably something basic. But like, the, no, the Yuletide was an offering that was made <laughs> to the to, to the old to the to the old ones. Is that the log? Well, yes, it's a log now, or it's a it was it was reference to a log. It was it was a log with ten fingers and ten toes at one point. You know, like it was. It's. We we we've moved past certain things in history, like you know, like you talk about, like you want to get into you know, not really on topic, but like anything else. Human beings have been absolute dog shit for the most of their history. We are way better than we 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 are way better on average than we used to be, because. You know, like again, like you talk about this, like Santa. You know, like Christmas is not like, hey, let's. We may have to offer one of our children up to to to, to, to powers beyond time and space. No, you know, and it, things it, change and evolve. Like I feel yeah, Christmas no. now is different than what it kind of used to be. Like the church, and as we continue to evolve, we're going to get further away, further and further away from religion. People that are religious. The only the only thing keeping like religion even alive in, in other countries is typically poverty. But, you know, as as we kind of further in science and things like that, I don't know, I feel like a lot of a lot of younger people now that I'm that I know and I'm not bagging on religion. It's not for me. Well, but it's, it's one of the reasons you did the thing you're talking about, it's one of the reasons why conservatism is having like this last violent couple spasms, is because they're trying they're trying to they're trying to 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 consolidate power while they consolidate because like again the the, the it's it, they're going away. Well, it's just people aren't getting as much as they used to out of it. I feel like the I know a lot of young people. Um, I work with a lot of younger people. They were never. They're just yeah. We never really went to church. Just like not even on holidays or anything like that. This is an interesting area to live in because we're very Republican in this. It's very, very red in a blue state. Yeah, in this area that we're in, um, a lot of the people that I know actually are, of are kind of the opposite of what you're saying. They're younger. They they do go to church. Um, they have very, very strict values. But one thing that I like about the younger crowd is they seem like they're better at keeping it at home. They don't yeah. come in. They don't. They don't get into arguments at work. They know that politics and religion are the two taboos to bring up at work, and they do a good job with it. But I think what's happening, I think what you're describing, it's not so much religion that is being deteriorated by science. It's a lot of the interpretations of the religion. Like, I mean, the Pope himself said, we got to stop it with with the whole gay marriage thing. Right. And that's a sign that you can believe in a God... You can believe in, um, in, in their case, Jesus, without, you don't have to jeopardize those beliefs uh, but because, in order to follow. And the thing is, is that I don't think it's coincidental that, 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 that religion keeps coming up over and over. I don't think it's coincidental that, um, who's the fucker that wrote the... Um, Scientology book. Oh, Hubbard. Uh, Hubbard? L. Ron Hubbard. L. Ron Hubbard. I don't think it's coincidental that L. Ron Hubbard can write a science fiction novel and it can be interpreted as a religion because we're born with this void and we need to have answers. Whoa. And these answers don't make sense even when you look into the universe, right? It's about 
it's about spirituality, right? It's about it's about like where you came from, like why am I here? And those questions are very difficult to answer if you were to look at us as just as animals, because the rest of the animals on the planet, they don't stop and think before they make a lot of their decisions. Their decisions are based predominantly on instinct, on survival. I just feel like a vast majority of religion is coping with mortality, and that's probably maybe why religion will always be there, because I it's think, something that's so difficult to cope with. Well, I mean, if, if you think of mortality as, what do I do before I die? Or, and, or what, and, or and what how happens, did I get here? What happens after I die? I hope because there's that's someone like the to thing take care of me. About. I, I think that when people get close to death, they get concerned about that, because they're concerned about what's going to happen in the afterlife, if if. if they want to be in heaven. They don't want to be in hell, right? I think that that's a good sales pitch. I, 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 I think believe, they just want, but I, I but think I believe, they want to live. I believe what people attach themselves to is more than that. It's why am I here? And th- that, you know, it comes down to the meaning of life, which we don't know. We don't know why life even exists on our planet. We don't even know how, how it was created. There's forms of, 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 um, very, very small, simple, like like single-celled um, uh, life forms that we don't even know how they evolved from one to the other, right? Like uh, one of the great the great arguments I've seen from the uh, creationism argument is the uh, the is it called the flagellum, the tail? Okay. Yes. Yeah, well, the, the flagellate, but yes. The, How do you the, say it? The, well, the, actually, technically, the the the. the you can correct me. I won't well, be offended. It, it, it's it's just a a flagellate is technically the structure. It's a way of moving. It's a way of moving through. What it is is it's a fluid. tail on the. It's a tail. It's essentially an amoeba with a tail. Well, what's interesting about this tail, and Gunner probably knows all about it, is it's a simple motor. Like there's actually like like. It, it looks a lot like if you were to construct a motor, you were to design a motor from scratch, the way that it moves around. And the interesting part is, is out of all of the the, the single-celled um, organisms that we've that we've ever found, we've never found one that started mutating a portion of one. We have no evidence that whatever it's called, I'm going to call it a flagellum because I have no other name for it, but we have no evidence that there was ever a partial version of that. And and now I'm, there's going to be um, Big Bang theorists and um, evolution, um, uh, you know, advocates or believers that that are going to come with come up with some very perfectly sound explanations for why we don't see them um but the interesting part is that it's it's a it's a it's an interesting thing to stop and look at is that if you look at life in the most basics of forms if we can't draw an evolutionary pattern between the basics why do we draw an evolutionary pattern pattern between the more complex right so they say well we were clearly designed you know we were all designed but those are the things that I think are good arguments. Well, in, 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 the ones in, I think are bad arguments are people that think that the world's only been around for three thousand years. Well, in, in, There's way too much evidence to suggest that it's been around for longer. And anybody that says otherwise, are, they're questioning the very science that we're using to create solar light, or the, the the science that we're using to land something on another planet. If you were to question these fundamental laws of physics 
and how everything has made it to the way that it is, then um, then you really shouldn't be trusting the things we've created with these laws of physics. You know, and where, where, bio, where biology gets, and as I'm probably way too close to the mic, where biology gets interesting is, to your point, the, the, the flagellate thing, it's one of these things where it's like it's one of these structures where it's either it either it either like forms or not because it's like kind of it's kind of like a cell dividing it's like a cell dividing and reproducing you know and it it gets into it be, to, to your point it, you know it's it, it's there's no semi-formed flagellate because there's no actual also like technically correct single one because there's multiple there's multiple variations of it but we're, we're, bio, we're biology, and again, like, it's one of these things where it, it, it's, biology is weird, like, for real reals, because it gets, in, it gets, like, it's really, um, and again, like, my friend, my friend Junie there, um, she's doing her master's on this right now, um, but it's, her master's on, uh, well, actually, microbiology, specifically, uh, uh, pathogen uh, infections and and uh, C C bacterium colonies or something like that. Actually, right now she's doing her she's doing an internship or she was doing her internship for looking at some like f- mm-hmm. f- for thing. You I gotta, think I talk- you gotta admit DNA is some fucked up weird thing. Well, no, it, well because and, and again, it, well, actually, I don't this, care what any well, any scientist says. They can't explain how this DNA ever got created because whatever very, very simple simple forms of DNA that started before the forms of life that we see today are all gone. Everything that we see now is these similar strands of DNA. And for them to just have have have, have just formed out of nowhere. Well, it, I realize that everything is possible, right? There's the possibility that I'll fall through this table if I lean on it for long enough. I realize that there is a probability of that happening. Did you ever but, see the last episode? You ever see the last episode of Star Trek: The Next Generation? No. Okay, because this is this is one of the fun because like they did the Gene Rod because well, Gene Roddenberry was already dead, but they did the sci-fi take of this because one of the and this goes back into chaos magic thing, but 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 effectively one of the what they call it the amp, the anthro the anthropogen the anthropogenic the anthropogenic principle, which is that the state of life at the end of the the state of intelligent life at the end of the universe is what caused it to originally evolve at the start of the timeline mm-hmm. because it collapsed it, it basically it collapsed the wave function that allowed these these series of reactions to so you get to maybe to your maybe to your point you know and whether you seek that in god or whatever but you know it, it's, it's it's this it's, but isn't that god well, well, is that not God? Well, no, but that gets that. If you can collapse the universe, but is it is it Yahweh? Is it Yahweh? Connor, no, if is you it, can yeah. collapse the universe, doesn't that make you God? No, oh, yeah. It, it, well, By but, definition, I mean, if you can destroy all and create all, doesn't that make you God? But and this is this isn't an argument against for or against the existence of God because this this, this is when you talk about the anthrop- the anthropogenic principle, it ticks things because it's 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 weirder than the abrahamic interpretation of things and it gets kind of it kind of gets into like some heretical sex of christian you know heretical sex of christianity and stuff too but it's this idea it's this idea that effectively that modern western and eastern religions at least of the abrahamic faith are effectively hijacked 
How but, weird but, is it that, that we had people that could magically just figure it out, though? That's the part that's weird to me, right? Well, so we're if, all, you we're could, all if you could create... We're all expressions of the intelligence that effectively... If you could create and destroy the, the entire universe, right? Something that's so vast we can't even comprehend, right? There's like the same amount of stars as there are grains of sand on Earth, right? I mean, it's just so vast that we can't even comprehend how large and how complex it is. It's so vast that there are certain types of stars that are fucking spinning out of control, shooting radiation out in all directions, and blasting fucking, if there were life, life off of any planets that are near it. It is such a crazy thing. There, most, did you know, did you know, Wade, that most uh, uh, galaxies have a, a huge black hole in the center of them? Nearly all of them. How fucking crazy that. is that? That's why they all swirl. Well, it's because it, it, it basically it's 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 the galactic center. It's the it's 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 the it's the, it's the origin point or the antipodal counterpart for all of the 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 objects. Our galaxy is so large; disc. we'll probably never escape our own galaxy. It's so huge, and well, there is we're supposed to merge. We're supposed to merge with another one here in a couple million years. Yeah, that happens too. Um, but the, the, the idea of a black hole we can't comprehend, right? The idea of, of a point of mass, which could be the size of the cap on your bottle, and that mass is so dense that it can draw in... Light, essentially, right? Yeah, light. Solar systems. I mean, it is so dense that it... That the solar systems are swirling toward it, right? You know, well, it, it gets, we don't it gets, know what happens to the mass when it gets there. We've we have nothing that we've ever been able to create that has been able to get matter and make it go just just disappear like that. Well, it's just, it's, it's it's so difficult to comprehend stuff without any type. It's all theory, right? Like it's all theory. Mm-hmm. Like I was. And it's because it's difficult to fathom. They so I mean, the sun is so so far away from us, right? But they said if the sun were to supernova and life on Earth did survive the initial blast, when it eventually imploded on itself, it would take the Earth twelve only twelve minutes to reach the center of where the, where the implosion was happening in the sun. Like you can't even fathom. You can't even think about how fast that is. You know what I mean? Like because right. you couldn't experience it because it would kill you. Like your vessel. Would well, obviously, rip. somebody never watched sunshine. Yeah, the solar system's a weird thing because you got to ta- tank that, like. Uh... <laughs> yeah, because I mean the, the the sun. Whenever you, whenever kids draw the solar system, <clears throat> the sun's bigger than the planets, but it's not really that much bigger. But this, you can fit a million Earths inside the sun. Is that right? how many it is? Yeah, a million. Yeah. Holy shit! So it's. It's so large that if you actually go to a science museum that has a sun, the earth is the size of your head, and you only get like a small sliver of the sun in that room. What's the what's the number? It's actually 1,300,000. It's yeah. actually more than that. Yeah. You only get a sliver oh, of... Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That's the... Um, that's the... Hundred nine times the, it's it's this this sun is about one hundred nine times the diameter of Earth. 
One, oh no, yeah, about it's so large. It is. I think that's the, like, at the core of it. But it's so large, you could fit about 1.3 million planet Earths inside of it. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, if you think about that, like like on a scale that that we deal with, right? You're talking about like grains of sand, and um, you know something like a like a really 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 large beach ball. I mean the that scale. But then if you look at the distance. Like you said, the twelve minutes. I believe that's the amount of time it takes for for light from the uh, from the sun to reach Earth. I'm sure. I think it's somewhere somehow related. It's somewhere around ten minutes or eight minutes or twelve minutes. Um, but but the sun is or the the Earth is actually a, like a, a really tiny blue speck. And in the original um, version of the cosmos, uh, who's the host? Uh, Carl Sagan. Carl Sagan. Carl Sagan um, has this speech that he does, and it's called The Pale Blue Dot. I, re- I recommend anybody mm-hmm. listening goes on YouTube and searches for The Pale Blue Dot. So, actually, I want to follow up, because, and again, so the new one's done by Neil deGrasse Tyson, and as a follow-up to a previous item that we discussed, we can follow up on that whole, like, him being, I, I guess, a rampant serial sex abuser. Did you just say that? What? Is he? Remember the whole thing with the accusation, but you just opened with that. No, 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 no. But no, because the thing is, is that this this has blown up since we talked about it. Oh, Oh, really? There are like at least seven different accusers, and he went on was like, "Well, she doesn't like." He went on the full. Well, uh, she's a new age. She she follows some new age stuff. She's kooky. You can't really trust what she's saying. Ha da 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 da, and. Yeah, it, it 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 turned into a thing, and like it turned into even like a more thing than um. Really. Yeah. So it, it, he, as of December sixth, there were four women. Yeah, he's been he's 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 been a, he's been a naughty boy. Well, he's been they say he's man. been a naughty boy. Let's hold judgment, I guess. Uh, I, what. Okay, so, so pale blue dot, pale blue dot. Um, so, but, but the interesting thing about it is that you can you can't see our Earth from our if you were to look at our solar or our, not our solar system, our sun. Um, if you were to look at our um, galaxy, the Milky Way galaxy, you can't oh, yeah. see you can't really see our our planet inside it. You can barely see our sun inside it. But it's there's even stranger things like um, the fact that we have planets that have that we don't even know if there's any actual solid core to them but the concept that it's actually a dense gas so dense that you you'd get crushed um what's the um what's the gas giant there uh jupiter jupiter well jupiter and saturn saturn is it a saturn. saturn yeah we if we send a satellite there or we send you know we try to send a rover there of course we don't know if it's going to land on anything because we don't really know if there's any actual um uh solid but as it starts descending through the gas, the pressure gets so strong that it actually crumples. Like, this is like, like a tiny fraction of the amount of gravity that's inside our sun, and that's a tiny fraction of the amount of gravity that's inside these black holes. It's, it's crazy that, that these laws of physics exist all over our all over our, our universe but we really don't experience them that often i mean something as simple as uh 
um, who I don't remember who who figured it out, but somebody was like, well, if there's all these particles in space, why are they attracted to each other? It's not like if you spill. Um, it's not like if you if you drop sand from the sky, it all clumps together before it hits the ground. Right. But it turns out that in space, these very 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 small um, uh, uh, laws of attraction do happen. And there was people on the space station, and they would like they get sugar and they would pour it, and the sugar starts to clump together almost like water would. Now water does it for other reasons. Hydrogen has a very interesting. Um, oh, you surface the concept of surface the, tension. The concept of surface tension, right? Where you can like put drops it's a mono, of water. It's a, mono, on it. it's a monopolar electrostatic effect. Effective. Yeah, you can put drops of water on a penny, and it will make you can create almost a bubble on top of it because the surface tension will hold it there. You can actually stack it like three times the height of a penny just from surface tension alone. So water's an interesting one, but solids in space do this too. They have these. The, but it's because when there's no other forces acting upon right, it, an absence of a larger well, it's body. The, it's the, it's effectively a, a sister mechanism to like why you, if you put a mix of if you you put a mix of different size particles or you same size particles but of different density, if you shake it, they will eventually they will they will sort out in layers by their equivalent density. Isn't that weird? Because it's it, it, it it's 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 the it's the but that's gravity, right? We, well, but yeah, but that's effectively what's happened. That's what your accretion, your, what they call it. So in in, in but it's stellar phenomena, right? Because no, no. gravity, the way the basics understanding is, it just pulls everything. Well, right? no, but gra- like gravity, gravity's accelerating in all directions. You have what, what I mean to say is, is what this disc. is, what he's describing, only happens when gravity's involved. The shaking. Gotcha. That only happens when gravity is involved, right? But because yes, you even, need a even, continual even your force. Clump, even, even your clumping of sugar particles and stuff like that. It's so uh, in 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 stellar stellar you know what is stellar cosmology or however you want to phrase it it's it's what they call an accretion disk, which is the to your point of like when the sugar does it is that actually over time all of the particulate matter in a solar system will will level out and effectively into the same plane, unless so you know like where your planets and stuff like that start forming. So it's a, you have the star, and then you have all the debris that's kind of accumulated around that star, because the star formed from the sugar, basically the lighter elements accreating just like your sugar does over time, and then just as as it is, it just, it kind of pulls, you know, like the, the 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 you build up clumps, and then the clumps attract other clumps, and those cl- attract those, you know, and they tell two friends, and they tell two friends, and they two tell friends, and so on, and so on, and so on, and once it gets above a certain, t- if it has enough to accumulate enough density before it kind of fizzles out, you get a star. And as the star basically acts as an anchor point for the rest, if there's enough material left in the the, the accretion disk that formed this mess, then you start having planetoids form. And you know, like if the if the planet- but, but it's even more interesting than that because the planets that you're describing. Um, like like in our solar system, the planets are made of elements that our sun did not create. Yes. So it's actually from other exploded stars, right? It's how they. It's actually. It's effectively how they estimate the relative age of the universe is how long it would have taken. You know, basically the the, the distribution of hydrogen over right. the, the over over stellar time, 
how long it would have taken enough stars to die to burn out to make the ratios of elements that we find in you know, right, and again, like, that's really relatively limited because we don't have enough planetary like, systems. Like gold is one of them. Yep. Um, gold is something that is a foreign metal to our solar system. Gold. Our only, sun can't make it. Our sun can't make it, right. There's some weird stuff like that. Have you seen, I'm sure Gunnar has seen this. Wait, have you seen the the uh, the teacher that got um, a big circular, uh, it was, almost looks like a trampoline like circle, but he he puts a sheet of spandex on it, and he starts putting marbles on the spandex. So the first thing he does is he gets a, a heavy weight and he sets it in the center, and that heavy weight is supposed to be um, a star. He puts a heavy weight in the center, and then he gets marbles, and he pushes the marbles in different directions. Some are going clockwise, some are going counterclockwise, and eventually they're all going one direction because the collisions force all of the marbles to either crash into the sun or to join orbit with with the other ones and um very interesting but he also shows he gets a heavy marble and a small marble and he pushes them at the same time and the heavy marble puts a divot as it's circul as it's uh, circulating around the sun it puts a small divot in the fabric and that divot actually attracts the small one and you can watch the small marble orbiting the large marble orbiting the sun and you have like a planet with a moon going yeah. around this spandex simulation and it's so cool that he does it with just a sheet of spandex a big circular thing to, to stretch it out on where they can kind of dip down in the middle and and a couple of different weight and sized uh, marbles. It's like when I hear this stuff, it it almost <laughs> it almost fills me with a little bit of dread. Like it's such a perfect and insanely by chance scenario mm -hmm. that our planet is the way it is, mm -hmm. like that there's a moon that you know, the, I mean, we lost the moon. We'd lose a lot of shit. Like, a lot of things wouldn't wouldn't function well, as as they do now. So, so there's and again, this this gets into maybe the 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 Zen take on things too, which is that effectively we are expressions of the way th we are we are we are expressions of the way things are. Not God, things God created the heavens and the earth, Gunner. Well, there's a couple. There's a couple. There's a couple things involved. There's a couple people involved there. I mean, you know, I, the I, I respect the boss's ultimate authority, but I, uh, you know, there's 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 more there, there there's more details than that, and you know, and and but but it it gets into this, you know, at the at the center of the universe there is a plaque, and on that plaque it says there is such a thing as a free lunch, you know, and it's it's. I'm gonna talk over you if you don't speak. Yeah, I know, but it, it, it's 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 this idea that effectively everything is designed. Everything is a permutation of some very basic rules, and they you know that goes back to the anthropogenic principle, which is this idea that effectively something at the very outset of when the big the the big one kicked off set. The parameter you set like these 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 basic parameters. Those parameters allowed, are what I'm interested in. That allowed all of the material universe to effectively accreate into in, into its current state. That allows yeah. us to observe it. And, and I don't know that much about the subatomic stuff, but from my understanding, 
our laws of physics are a result of those rules sure. and that that we don't really know what a universe would look like if we had a different subset of rules so right now um entropy you know everything's kind of spreading apart um other weird stuff did you know that the original the original forecasts of the universe's expansion said that it should be slowing down over time and they actually found out that it's actually speeding, speeding up. up. Yeah, the weird whole stuff concept like that. of like the universe expanding is kind of a weird one for me because I think of it on a very basic level, um, a layman's level, where it's kind of like Where's if it's it going? expanding, that means there's an end to it. Yeah. And if there's an end to it, then what's well, on the other side of the end? Well, the biggest problem is we can't find out because the light will never reach us. Right. Well, That's the scariest mm-hmm. thing, that if it's traveling faster, it, if it's, tra- I mean, we'll, we'll never be alive for it anyways, but the, the light needs to reach us and it takes a certain amount of time for it to reach us and it's too far away. So there's actually something that, I believe we call the event horizon, or although I might be using my terms wrong, where we actually have no visibility of before a certain moment in time. That's well, that's the furthest. The, uh, the that event we can horizon see. is a thing reference is, is a, a black hole thing. So basically, yeah, that's a black hole thing. What's the one where the um, the furthest that we can see light? I don't know if there's actually technically a term for that. Um, I it, so. It, there isn't there is really because like the the visibility of light is a function because it basically will the 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 photons will disperse over time because of the wave function and really this kind of goes back to your thing too you're talking about like how there's an end and it's it's not really it's an end you have to think it's it's like just because the you know and again zen buddhist fucking meditation things aside just because the ocean crashes on the wave doesn't mean you know just because the wave crashes on the shore doesn't mean the ocean just went away you know it, it's it's you know this gets it so you have the the big bang and you have eventually what they call the heat death of the universe and to to your thing like the accreation disk and stuff like this it's this idea that effectively assist like thermodynamics will require a system that over time it will maximize local entropy and, and minimize global entropy because it's the way that it keeps the it, it, it's just the way th- it's the way you keep things going for the longest time, you know, because either it fly, either your fucking thing that's spinning the wrong way flies off into the fucking sun, or it finds a spot. It finds a spot to keep itself out of the way while things are going on. And at the point that effectively you have the heat death of the universe, you have this giant infinite space that has zero effective differences in its its constituent temperature effectively it has it has it has maximum global entropy and minimum local entropy and at that point it's like it's the guitar string is ready to get plucked again and you whatever comes whatever comes from there you know and it's the question of you know my, fra- the, my favorite analogy is the mousetrap analogy and um it still doesn't explain the end of the universe like you're asking but I like the concept and the the idea is that Mm -hmm. if if the entire universe were what they consider dark matter right sure there's there's an atomic mass but it has no physical representation that we can really see interact with or comprehend right if you have a table full of mousetraps and you flip one 
that mousetrap jumps in the air, lands, and hits another mousetrap. And that jumps in the air and lands and hits another mousetrap. And the entire table gets set off. And it gets set off almost instantaneously. There's a wave that shoots across the table, but it's very fast because the mousetrap reacts very fast. And from, from my understanding of the Big Bang is they say that it was, it was all just whatever this matter was, this stable matter. One flick caused it all all that mass to, cre to to be created. And I believe they have a measurement of how long it took. Well, yeah, well, it was like you, a blink of an well, eye. Like, like, actually, they're called pl Planck energy and Planck, Planck moments or that kind of... Yeah. But um, it, it's it, it's really like if you want to, you know, like again, not anywhere near the same analog, but your your, your experiment with, the, with uh, the sheet of spandex and the marbles is you ever see like sugar precipitate out of water like when it's like when the temperature drops and it's in solution so if you have like a super if you have a suit so like basically there's nothing there's nothing there's nothing and one variable changes like the basically the temperature or the state of entropy the, the state of global entropy and all of a sudden you'll see all these start seeing all the sugar just precipitate out of the water immediately like it just it was there dissolve it was there in potentium and then because the temperature dropped below a certain threshold, all the stuff that was like held in supersaturation just becomes solid again. But the, the part that I have kind of a problem with, with with the Big Bang is I think it's perceived as like a center moment and everything expands from that place. Right. As opposed and to... It's all matter just getting turned well, on. Well, yeah. like, so it's not really... Expanding is just the mass is changing as the current runs through it. Essentially, well, right. you, you, you know, um, the other the other thing maybe is the thing is that the the when when we say the universe is expanding, it's um, I I don't know. How, you know again, it, it doesn't expand the space between the. The uh, solar systems and galaxies activated by like energy or like the light. Well, and it's the, the, glo the space the, no, is increasing. The, the, glo the, the global entropy is decreasing, and the local entropy is increasing. Ergo, the space between all of ma the material universe appears to be getting bigger because the things that you can measure are becoming more and more isolated from each other but space i think space and oh, time God, are, oh, wow. are the okay. most interesting too long and now, now everything's getting blurry so aspects of this i may have made an observation i shouldn't have I, I think space and time are the most interesting aspects of this and when it comes to space like if you start traveling through space faster time starts to dilate that to me is a very interesting property of our physical universe, which we kind of take advantage of in our little small pocket of physics that, that we interact with on our little blue dot. In space, it's on a much larger scale. And that's those are the things that are interesting to well, me. Well, time is like one of the factors that we've yet to we can't master, we can't even touch, and can't experiment with, right? Like, because for us, it's set. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, a second to me is a second to everyone else, essentially. Right, but, but not... if we're expanding faster, what is, 
what is speed if you're not move if you're how do you know you're even moving i guess right if if you're traveling through nothing how do you know you're the one moving why is time relative to you and your speed that's the part that i don't entirely understand if these planets are zipping away from each other because you've decoupled yourself from the wave function that is carrying basically effectively the carrier wave that's keeping local entropy in sync with global entropy sorry i'm thinking about star trek you had this conversation now and i'm actually like thinking about i'm effectively trying to think out how how i had an idea for a warp drive now that we're talking I mean, about this i mean because we're zipping through this we're <laughs> zipping through space at a, at a very fast rate right now i sure. believe it's like thousands tens of thousands of miles an hour, but it might be faster than that. We are zipping through space. And if all of a sudden we were to stop, we would just smash, right? We would smash like a freaking apple being dropped from a, you know, from, from a skyscraper. We would just completely smash because we're traveling, which to me, it's like, well, does that mean that, the that our concept of time is being dilated by the speed that we're zipping through the universe? And if that's the case, if we take a trajectory in the opposite direction, does time start to speed up? Because we're actually starting to slow down, right? You see what I'm saying? Yeah, I see what you're saying. Like, and that's, that's why relativity is such a strange concept. Um, but that's the more interesting thing, I think, is, is gravity itself because... Gravity has the power to warp space. And this is the part that I think scares me the most about big physics, is that the reason that we can't really comprehend that black hole is because the space around the black hole is warped so crazy that we can't even comprehend what what such a drastic warp of space looks like. We travel close to a planet and it sucks our, our spaceship closer to the planet and we slingshot off of it. We can kind of understand the gravitational pull of that planet. But when the gravity is so strong that light itself can escape, you know, to me that's more, that's a, that's a mind-blowing amount of space warping. And we have... We don't need, We can't even begin to understand what happens to something that goes into that space. Right, like it's because it's it's we claim to know anyway that like it has to go somewhere, right? Like matter, matter never disappears. It's either it all goes somewhere, whether it's nothing, nothing just magically disappears, right? Like that's is that is the black hole like kind of the. Antimatter is that mm. kind of what's happening? That it's it's switching everything back. Well, <laughs> you know, I mean, like you know, I, and I wish I could remember the other dude's name when I'm playing footsie with Trace. Um, <laughs> Stephen Hawking and one of his counterparts there had kind of had an infamous, long-standing bet, and it was that um, on whether information was ultimately recoverable or destroyed when it was like you know, the information regarding something was recoverable or destroyed when it fell into a black hole. And I think if Steven was right, he got a uh, pornographic magazine of choice. And if the other guy was right, he got like a sports almanac or something like that because it was the idea that effectively the information was still recoverable. 
And what black holes get kind of interesting is because, um, so they have, um, I'm trying to remember what the heck they actually the term is because there, there, there's a specific type of radiation that black holes emit. And so wait, they emit radi- radiation. So a radiation escapes a black yes, hole. Yes, because well, because the it's idea not. is that effectively well, because where this gets interesting is that it's a it's a it's a function of quantum mechanics. So a black hole is super dense. Sure, you know. And it's this idea where you have the event horizon. The event horizon effectively represents the like I can't see I can't see things I can't see radiation of any form come from it past this point. And um, it's not Brumstruck. I think it might be Brumstruck. But anyways, so what happens is that um, there's a there's a thing in quantum mechanics called the slit experiment, where you have a, a photon going down a beam and you have this like basically you have this shield that has a slit in it and it will the slit will intermittently you basically you have a sl- you have a slit and you have a blank on the other side and the photon because it's a wave sometimes it'll wave it'll meander through the slit and sometimes it won't and one of the things they found was that even though they don't have an event where they register that it went through the slit the photon would still hit the detector because effectively, it's not. It's that's where it gets this idea that photons are waves and particles. Because what it's doing is that the photon is effectively popping out of phase with the materium and coming back into phase in the materium past the thing that's blocking it. Almost essentially, like, would you say? And I'm, I'm way on my element in my league here. Almost like a, like an interdimension travel, dimensional travel. Like, oh, would you say, kind of, could that be an analogy for well, it? Well, yeah, because like you know, what is it? Um, I remember this. That what like was jumping that cool, on a different string, essentially. What was the cool YouTube video guy that did these things? It was for kids. I don't remember. It was don't. fucking awesome. It was like um, Doctor Physics or something. I know I have his name wrong. Um, very, is this like very. Like the ant on the wire. No, probably not. Never mind. But, but the other thing about that same experiment that he's talking about, and this guy, we I, we got to find the guy's name. It's 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 a it's a cartoon ex- explanation of 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 some of these strange, um, uh, I don't know quantum physics. I don't know quantum physics that well. But uh, another thing that they observed with the same experiment is that the very act of observing changes the outcome. Oh, yeah, like uh, like a. Uh well, you're collapsing. You're collapsing the wave function by the by, by, by the the act of by the act of observing. You are. It's it's you know it's it's the same thing with Schrodinger's cat. You know, Schrodinger's like cat. Out, that's it. Not Kaplan's Schrodinger's cat. Yeah, yeah. You know, but it's the by the act of observation, you are changing the natural state of a system. Ergo, you 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 can you you know like you can know the position or you can know speed, but by observing one, you change the other because you've introduced new entropy into the system. I guess where the the black hole thing comes from is that the event horizon effectively represents the slit, or that 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 shield that's going around on it, and is that as they as you have a particle basically radiating from it because all you know again when you talk about a photon, a photon is a particle of light, but it's really like a function like all EM radi- all electromagnetic radiation effectively is a photon is a form of a photon. This is the guy, Doctor Quantum, I believe is his name. Okay, and uh, it's from the UK Institute of Liberty is the one that posted this. Although I don't know if they're the original authors, but he goes through all of these things. It's like a, it's like a cartoon three D animated kind of thing 
Um, and Dr. Quantum, I believe is his name, very good explanations of some of these things for, for in layman's terms for people that are interested in it. But, you know, and again, when I say information's recoverable, it's not like, it's not like in the same, it, when we talk about that, it's not in the same sense that like somebody throws a letter through a shredder, like a paper shredder, and you tape it back together and you can read what the letter was. It's the idea that the state of that particle that's being radiated from the black hole is derived from the decay of whatever original went you know, into it. Yeah, you know, it's like it, it's it's the Newton's you know, it's like Newton's it's like a Newton's cradle. You know, like you have the six balls on the rack, and the last ball, you like you're not able to see the last ball that was on the end that swung back and knocked the rest. You know, knocked them back, and you you like the only one the only one that you're able to see is one on the end. Right. And that's intermittent, but yes, as that as that radiates off, that is a that is a direct result of the decay or whatever state change, the thing that was like absorbed into that black hole, origin you know the singularity, effectively yeah is the, is the black hole because the other thing is that yeah black holes evaporate over time, if they don't have, if they don't have new mass going into them, right they don't have something that's keeping that super accumulation of entropy in the same spot and as they radiate energy off of them they'll actually just get smaller and smaller and smaller and this gets into the thing too is that effectively from a from a from a physical description because fine you know richard Feynman, who is one of the guys who worked on the atomic bomb big pioneer in quantum physics quantum fluid dynamics all that stuff but one of the things they talk about is that um from a mathematical description standpoint a singularity basically has the same mathematical descriptions as an electron. And an electron is a particle that's also a wave, but it's also one of these things where we see that same quantum mechanical effect where an electron will come back and come, yeah, come in and out of existence. They're freaky. Yeah, well, but Feynman used to make the joke that effectively there's only one single electron in the entire universe. That would be funny. And yeah. it's just we're it's seeing just it. We're seeing it hop yeah. from spot to spot throughout. Mm -hmm. It's it's bouncing back and forth on the, on the waveform that. Um, which that's probably not true, but. Um, but we know that they that they're shared, right? And that's the that's the whole quantum entanglement thing, right? Didn't we can't mm -hmm. haven't we found that you? Oh, can, we 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 we've, we've, there there has been multiple practical demonstrations of like the we've teleported of data through quantum mechanics mm -hmm. and actually like shook an electron. I'm using layman's terms because I don't know how the fuck they shake an I don't know how they send data through an electron. But we've like shaken an electron down here in Morse code and then read it like someplace in in uh in space what which really means data transmitting faster than the speed of light right right i mean it's fucking insane but how do they find that electron well you actually you couple it's, them so effectively you, you you put them on a string well no so, so no this goes back this goes back to the newton cradle thing or you, sw or you swipe right or you swipe left you have swipe right you have one bigger ball on that chain and you have effectively two of them that are triggered at the same time as it's swinging. Two smaller ones triggered at the same time as it's swinging through. So the state, you know, you, you know, and again, it's a real, it's a really bad, simplified analogy. But effectively, you're instead of just having one knocked, you have both of them hit. At, basically, you have both of them have a change of state at the same time, and up until the point that they interact with anything else, they are in the same exact state. 
So it doesn't matter how far, you know, like how far or close they are together. It's that you've you've forced them to do a change of state at the same time, ergo until they're interfered with by something, until they're observed by something else. Wouldn't you be wiggling? In the same I mean, state. just probability-wise, if it was that easy to catch two at the same time, would you not be... That, it's, not, it's not that trivial to catch two at the same time. Well, that's trivially enough for humans to figure it out in a couple thousand years. Well, I mean, couldn't you... Couldn't you w- accidentally be wiggling electrons in, the, uh, in in other random places as well? Well, again, anthropogenic principle: when the, when the, when the, when there's one when there's one le- when there's one single electron left in the entire universe, some guy basically says, "You know what? I think I think I think it's a little dark. We need some light here." And it's like, I mean, does some lemming like commit suicide when you do that because he had a couple of those electrons in his brain? Oh, yeah. there's a there's an Isaac Asimov story. We, man, we went we went way down yeah. the, down the rabbit hole. Well, actually, deep. and we, none we of us are really it's cold outside to fucking some quantum quantum physics. Well, <laughs> and, and, and I mean, it sounds like a silly jump, but in reality, um, there's there's definitely some links between politics and religion. Yeah, for right? sure. They're both the taboos, but they're taboos for reasons. They're pol- they're polarizing, and where people really put a lot of their uh, their faith and their uh, their belief system, and uh, that just bringing those up brings up the question of you know religion versus science, and bringing up science and why are we here? How did we get here? You know, brings up this crazy fucking universe that we're in that we only interact with a very very tiny little fraction of the universe and we have to we have to stop and ask ourselves how does the rest of the universe behave i mean if we were born in the water as a fish right and we were an intelligent species by the way there are some intelligent species that live in the water um of course there's mammals that live in the water they aren't quite as intelligent as us but like uh well, I mean, what? What are you, what are you talking about? Dolphin, dolphins, dolphins, like their entire life consists of, they're, they're, you know, again, the cerebral cortex aside, it's like eat, fuck, swim. Come on. Yeah, it's, I know. It's, How, it's you want a Me Too movement? Don't get the fucking dolphins involved. Jesus yeah. Christ, they're rapey. Yeah, they are. They got prehensile penises. They can, they can actually rape you just with their penis. No fins involved. That's crazy. It's like having a penis arm. It is. Um, they rape humans too. Which, but like, I'm sorry, but I laugh. Encephalopods is what you were talking about before, though. What's that? Encephalopods, I assume, is what you were talking about before, like octopi and, yeah. and things like that. Those things are weird. Well, Fucking no, evolved cool. slugs and shit. Well, you really, one of the things, one of the the, the scariest things. Or I think one it's of just most, cephalopod, not encephalopod. Cephalopod. Cephalopod, my bad. But one of the, well, because actually it's, 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 it's a derivative, it's a derivative is when, of a mollusk. is when the brother and sister have sex. Yes. Because <laughs> I'm actually, is, is tech, I, yeah, I guess like snail, snails are technically a branch of mollusk, I guess. But, and, you know, so are, and so are octopi. Well, but, but, you know, I guess like octopi because the, the, the. They're mollusk the, the, motherfuckers. So are clams. Do you know clams de- develop their own fucking eyes? Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah, there's clams with eyes. And uh, that's the other interesting thing is eyes are fairly common and most living things, they're they're quite similar, despite the fact that they evolved completely separate from each other. Well, because this gets in this gets into like, um, you know, again, evolution e- evolutionary biology is very big on this idea that effectively it doesn't make new things; it just figures out ways to reapply old ones. Because it's an iterative mistake, you know. Again, the, the Anthony Hopkins 
life has one tool to form it and that's the mistake but is that eyes and um ears and even like complex pigments are all derivatives of neural receptors or maybe vice versa like so your eyes are effectively structures derived from you know so even the retina you know like the retina but it's that you have a nerve cell that's being triggered by certain wavelengths of light yeah knocking uh, 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 reacting with the chemical that's coated on a surface, right. but because it, you know, and again, like the pigment itself is what really derive determines how what light frequencies it, but you're responding. But it's to still interesting. Right. Like an eye looks like an eye. Like if you get an octopus, the eyes look very similar to, to our eyes. They are not mammals. Mm-hmm. They what they evolved from didn't have eyes either. But they evolved from things that are completely different, right? Yep. The whole fucking snails and well, you know, slugs and shit like that. Um, even if you look at a slug's eyes, they're quite different, right? They're very, yes. very basic. They can't see very well. But the it's not like they have hands that look like our hands. Well, you know, you know what, what I mean? You know, yeah. you know, I mean, like, you know why they come through is monsters so often in archetype, you know, like our legend and, 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 and fable and archetype, right? Which is that, like, octopi or, like, you know, squid get big and, like, you think of them as a monster, but octopi, the whole family of octopi is the closest that we're going to find to an alien on this planet. Cuttlefish are pretty cool though. Yeah, well, they're, well, but they're, they're a sister species to that too, but octopi, um, I like the stripes. Octopi- they mesmerize. Like, yeah. Yeah. Well, because oc- <laughs> well, you talk about like the, mim- look, so there's like the, 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 what do they call it? The mimic octopus, which will pretend to be other animals. But the thing is, is that like, they communicate with each other, and they can. T- you can. T- you can have a mini- a group of mimic octopi learn and learn how to one identify, but two do the imitation of animals that they have not actually seen. Have you seen the non-binary cuttlefish? Well, I, I mean, like I, I respect all of their life choices. <laughs> no, so I, I shouldn't say non-binary, but the um, I just wanted to say that the cuttlefish. Um, so they do their mesmerizing strobe thing, right? Where they like strobe their skins, and then the the women are like, "Oh my gosh," you know. And the guy's doing a strobe thing. He's like, "Come on, it's cold out there," and uh, <laughs> and um, while he's doing his show, there's other cuttlefish that are also male, and what they do is they bring their body in. Oh, they and, they get the, they oh yeah, this is the one where they get the, they they trick them they, they get cross them to waste, they, they 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 get them to waste. What they do is They're, while the men are putting on their show, they cross-dress and they decorate themselves as a female cuttlefish. And they sneak down with the females like they're watching the show. And then they start raping the females while the men are out there flexing their muscles. And it reminds me of the guys that uh, you know, wear the really tight pants and the, the guy liner. It's like they, they aren't necessarily like like the biggest and toughest guys, but they just kind of sneak in looking like a girl and get the ladies. Well, that's probably a terrible analogy. I'd say it's more like that's, those fucking lamos that like pretend to be ultra feminist and 
and Screamo. shit like that. But they're really their only motive is to to try and like prey like on these women Screamo. and like like pray that these women like will let their guard down around these guys. Yeah, yeah. And, and think that like there's something that they're really not. That's kind of like what that reminds me of. You're my best friend. Oh, back. guys are just dicks. They're terrible. They're guys awful. are such assholes. Back, back, back to back to back to octopi, back to octopi. But, um, so octopi are very strange in the fact that, um, they they're like lobsters. They never stop growing. And it's also a thing where their brains continue to increase in complexity the older they get. So if it wasn't for the octopi, you know, most octopi having like a a maximum lifespan of something like 25, 26 years, like you see them like drastically start spiking in intelligence towards the end of their life because their brain is actually just more developed. And again, it's like the closest thing you're going to see to fuck like aliens because like, you know, you you see, you hear like the trials where like they're sneaking around in the aquarium, aquarium, stealing stuff, hiding, you know, like opening jars. They'll like, they'll figure out how to like, but yes, like they're, they're, they are a non-mammalian species that has, you know, and like we talk, you know, like they talk about birds using tools and stuff like that, but this is the closest you're going to see to a real alien because yes, they're, they're like, I figured out how to navigate in a space that is biologically incompatible with my, with how I'm put together. But all that said and done, I mean, they haven't tried escaping water and making it to land, right? But why would they're, they? Because they're, they're optimized, they're optimized for their, their environment. Curiosity. Well, they got people to come with it, and besides, they can they can eat a human's brain and absorb its power. And take your brain. Steal and, your and, and what I think of is is if Illithid. if we were born if we a were born a water species, and we just never made it out of the water, we never saw the land on Earth. Our focus would be very very limited to what we lived in, and I feel like I feel like the fact that. That the universe is so large, it's so difficult to make it to other planets, and that our experiences are so specific to Earth that it limits it limits the amount of even like our knowledge is extremely limited because of our experiences. Sure, you really have to think like somebody from. It's hard. It's hard to think of. Like I, I, we've had this conversation before about. Um, I really liked. The the uh, uh, the TV show uh, The Expanse, um, sci-fi. Mm-hmm. But but so one of the things I liked about it was there was people that had colonized Mars, and one of them asked the other person, "They're like, how old are you?" And they're like, "Oh, I'm 22 Earth years." And he's like, "Those fucking Earthlings, we're, they have such a strong hold on us. We're still using." their measurement of a year for our own age. And that's something that's such a cool concept, right? I mean, we take so many things for granted that we invented simply because that's how we experienced them. Even our numbering system is on a base 10 because that's how many fucking fingers we had. 10 is not a convenient number for math. 12 is a better one. It can be divided by two, three, and four. But for some reason, we picked 10 because we just looked at our hands and we said we have 10 fingers and our counting system is based on a really, really, um, I don't want to say it's a bad number because I've never tried inventing my own 12-digit number system. But it's definitely a very, it's a very convenient system 
for us, which could possibly be limiting us um, from perceiving things like numbers and and math. Well, um, a different know, way. and this this gets into the artifact of you know you're talking about like base ten, but our breakdown of time is not base ten. It's yeah, uh, it's, actually, it's because that is an artifact mm-hmm. of a previous civil a previous you know again like we don't think about where things come from, but that is a artifact of you know, again like our, the thirty day month the, the the idea of that you know like you can say that it's lunar cycles and stuff like that, but these are artifacts of civilizations that have had not real footprints on earth for hundreds of thousands of years you know or like not hundreds but you know like it like these are babylonian like you know sumerian babylonian kind of things that just have carried over and it's just a way that you perceive the it's a way that you perceive the universe that you would normally think about but even that like you know you get the you have the julian calendar and stuff like that but it's still our time is set by people who were old before even like most of recorded history had like started and speaking of our time we've actually reached time it's uh <laughs> we're right about at the two hour Konnichiwa. mark and uh thanks everybody for listening in and um we found the meaning of life yeah contemplate that meaning of life while you're the meaning of life is a black hole that's the destination and the mode of transportation is a gyrocopter. It's a gyrocopter. You're gonna make me build one, and then it's gonna be. The, you're gonna all be sad. I'm so glad he didn't argue and be like, "Oh, there's no air resistance. You can't fly a gyrocopter nope. through space." Because by the way, you can, Gunner. You just need enough propulsion. We're gonna put. We're gonna make the blade spin either way. I think the biggest problem would be the fact that there's no atmospheric pressure, and our body would vaporize. Well, actually, yeah. no. Technically, uh, well, again, this is this is we gotta go, but that's uh, <laughs> uh, there 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 is a whole school of uh, physical constraint uh, spacesuits versus pressure suits. So yeah, I mean, like one, you're gonna look like an asshole Batman, but uh, yeah, you 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 just wear. You I wear think the, I would look like bitch. You wear the full Batman. You, you wear, you, you wear the full body condom uh, spandex glove, and uh, you don't boil over in space. Well, that's a that's a sweet thought to think of but uh anyways guys we're gonna head out now and uh thanks everybody for listening and we'll see you later avoid the yam bag avoid the yam bag avoid the yam bag comment share like subscribe <laughs>